0: Hello, and welcome to Coco Pods, a podcast of the Birth Center for Natural Deliveries Foundation. As women's healthcare specialists, we talk about issues that can affect a woman before, during, and after pregnancy. Issues that can cause serious illness and, unfortunately, at times, death. We bring knowledge, expertise, and experience from working in communities, including in rural America and in urban Africa. My name is Dr. Bola Sagadi.
1: Start your day the right way by taking charge of your physical and mental fitness.
2: It's important to know your numbers. They determine if your blood pressure is high or low, your cholesterol balance, even your blood sugar level, heart rate, and much more.
1: Get tested by visiting your doctor, clinic, or stop by at any health center closest
2: to you. Take control today. This message is from Doctors On Air with Dr. Pamela. Doctors on Air returns with Dr. Pamela, and we're talking robotics, an improvement in healthcare delivery. Guest doctor is Bolanli Adecore-Sugadi, consultant, obstetrician, and gynecologist, Macon, Georgia.
0: This is Doctors on Air with
1: Dr. Pamela. Good morning. Today, we're going to be introducing a new topic called Robotics, and find out about how it's improving healthcare around the world. But first, the news.
2: Doctors on Air. News. According to a new study, poor sleep quality has been linked to an increased risk of glaucoma and insomnia. Sleeping for less than seven hours or for more than nine hours and snoring have all been linked to an increased risk of glaucoma. In another study, highly processed foods linked to an increased risk of premature preventable death. It was found that consumption of foods such as ice cream, hot dogs and sodas contributed to approximately 10% of deaths in Brazil in 2019. A new antibiotic for treating urinary tract infections, UTIs, has emerged. The new drug is heading towards government approval, and it will be the first new treatment for UTIs in 20 years. Events Rainbow Specialist Medical Center is having a free diabetes screening from the 14th of november to end of november at 11c babatunde angios off admiralty way phase 1 for more information kindly call 07042196808 that is 07042196808 You can now watch previous programs of Doctors on Air with Dr. Pamela on YouTube via the channel at Doctors on Air NG. Kindly follow and subscribe.
1: That's it on the news. It's back to Dr. Pamela. Thank you, Dr. Shogade, for coming on the program. It's a pleasure to have you here all the way from the United States. Thank you, Dr. Pamela Ajayi for having me on your program. Thank you. So we're going to be talking about robotics and I know you're an expert in the field. So can you tell us what is robotics and how is it used in in healthcare? So
0: robotics is a shortened form for robotic gynecologic surgery. Robotic gynecologic surgery is a way to perform surgery. So traditionally, You know, most conditions are managed medically and at times we do need to go to surgery because some things are not amenable to medical management. And traditionally, we've had to make large incisions, you know, through the skin and the muscles and to be able to see the area that needs to be addressed directly directly and the surgeon uses their hands to uh, deal with the pathology. But as time has gone, um, science has taken us to minimally invasive ways in which we make small incisions on the abdomen. For me, as a robotic surgeon, we make incisions about the size of the tips of your finger on the abdomen, and we use instruments that mimic our hands. So you have to be a trained surgeon initially, and then we use instruments that mimic our hands, but can do more than our hands can do because of the way the instruments can rotate. We also work on that 3D high definition cameras that magnify the pathology in front of us up to 10 times, the way my own eyes can see. And we use precise surgery, okay, to take care of
1: complex issues, but in a minimally invasive way. Well it just sounds so out of this world. So what you're saying is you do a small cut and then somehow or another, inside the abdomen, there, you're able to do so many things because you're able to see better and the tools are, are able to cut and do other things better inside the abdomen. And this is all due to modern science. You know, so some people be out there thinking to myself, ah, these people have come again, you know, with this, their new fangled this and that. How can we be sure, for those who are, who are wondering, is this thing safe? Are there no errors? What are the advantages? Why would anybody use robotics over physical surgery? So, first of all, robotic surgery
0: has been around for almost 30 years. Uh, 30? Presi- pre- yes, wow. precisely about 27 years, and there has been more than 10 million robotic surgeries performed all over the world. Unfortunately, It seems like none has been done um, in in this part of the world. There there are thousands of robotically trained surgeons. So you have to be a surgeon to be able to use the robot. The robot is not performing the surgery. So before, you know, I was a surgeon before the robot came into existence. And we did minimally invasive surgery in the form of uh, hysterectomies that we removed from below, we called it vaginal hysterectomy. That is, we would remove the uterus and the fibroids through the vagina and the woman really sees no incision. That is the ultimate minimally invasive surgery. But a lot of women, their uteri is too big for us to take it from below. So we had to cut them in a procedure called abdominal hysterectomy. So science now developed an in-between which is robotic surgery. Robotic surgery is a form of laparoscopic surgery. That is, we use long instruments and cameras to perform surgery. So number one, you have to be a trained surgeon to do robotic surgery. The advantage of robotic surgery is that because everything is under magnification, even the blood vessels are under magnification. When we cut the blood vessel in surgery, Before the blood vessel has a chance to bleed, we have sealed it. So this means that there's less blood loss. So before, during an abdominal hysterectomy, you might have a blood loss of 200 cc's. During a robotic hysterectomy, the blood loss can be 5 to 10 cc's. So this is very useful in places like Africa because... When you lose less blood, there's less need for blood transfusion. Also, because we're using small incisions, there's less chance of wound infection. The incisions are small, they heal quickly. And also because the incisions are small, the woman can get up. Most of my patients go home either the same day after this major procedure or the next day. They can get up and move around because they're not in so much pain. And because they're moving around, the blood vessels at the back of their legs are pumping. That means there's a lower chance of forming blood clots in the back of the legs that can go to the lungs and that can be fatal. So robotic surgery has all these advantages and we can do very complex procedures using very small incisions.
1: No, I think that really sounds great. For me, I'm already sold on uh, robotic surgery. But then again, you know, for me, the whole issue of, you know, minimally invasive, you know, using a small incision, being able to do things, you know, but people be asking, so what kind of surgeries, what kind of surgeries actually can you do with it? You said you can do a lot. Can you give a few examples? Yes. Robotic
0: surgery actually became famous because of its urologic applications. So we used it on the men first. The men that had enlarged prostate We were able to perform surgery on the enlarged prostate without affecting the nerves around the male pelvic organs. So the male patients could return to full function immediately after surgery. So I use the robot for gynecologic applications. That is, if a woman has enlarged uterus uh, in the form of uh, maybe fibroids, that's what people know the most, or there's a condition called adenomyosis in which the uterus, the womb is just enlarged. I use it to remove the fibroids, okay? I use it to perform a hysterectomy. Some women are suffering from infertility and they have conditions called Uh, for instance, endometriosis. We don't want to do major surgery in this kind of women because when we make large incisions, they form more scar tissues. So the robotic surgery is particularly very advantageous for patients with infertility because we can manage the endometriosis surgically and we leave little scar tissue behind. So again, we use it for endometriosis surgery. We use it for hysterectomy, for myomectomy. Some women have cysts on their ovaries. We can use this robot to shell out the cyst without rupturing the cyst. This is how precise and accurate robotic gynecologic surgery can be. So these are some of the applications that we use it for. Outside of gynecology, like I said, we use it in urology, we use it in general surgery, Okay, some people have gallbladders that needs to be removed. We use it in general surgery and also in colorectal surgery. Some people have colon cancer and we're able to remove colon cancer through robotic surgery. It's also been shown to have applications in head and neck surgery and in cardiac surgery. So in my hospital, typically, we have two or three robot machines And all the specialties, we have what we call surgical block time, that everybody has their own time that they use on the robot. You know, in the big institution, two or three robots is enough for all the specialties that I
1: mentioned. Hmm. The concept of using robotic surgery for me is great because also when you've talked about reducing complications, you know, the whole thing just sounds so progressive. You know, you operate out of the United States, um, but you're a Nigerian. So do you see robotics coming to Nigeria? Do you think it's something that we could adopt? I think Nigeria
0: in particular will benefit from robotic surgery simply because look at all the advantages I talked about. We do complex surgeries with minimal blood loss. Already that eliminates the problem of blood transfusion after surgery, the women can get up and move quickly. So we're not having to thin their blood with anticoagulants, okay? So we don't need an additional medication. In countries that do not have a lot of resources, this is where you use technology to leapfrog medical management. Leapfrog in that we can do better and not have to use extra resources that we already don't have and yet achieve a better outcome. So like I said, there are more than 10 million robotic surgeries that have been done around the world. There are several thousands robotically trained surgeons. So I wish that uh, a country like Nigeria would prioritize this. And I know we think, yes, people have malaria, they have other things going on. But people also need surgical management in Nigeria. And giving our people the best surgical option for their conditions should be
1: on the table
0: for discussion.
1: I think so. But some people would push back and say, you know what? We don't have electricity. And it's not constant electricity. What would happen if light goes when this robotic surgery is on? And even in America,
0: I've done over 1,500 robotic cases myself. So in America, because I've done so many cases, I've been in a situation whereby twice there was a power outage while we were in surgery. So we have processes in place for all of this. Number one, this system has built-in backup generators, but then there are other systems in place. It's a very safe procedure. If the light goes off, the system's backup generator will automatically kick in, you know. And so the surgery will be seamlessly completed. Yeah. It's not to worry.
1: It's, it's not to worry in short. Thank you yes. very much.
0: You're listening to Doctors on Air with Dr. Pamela.
2: If someone could make a reality show about your office, what would it be called? Hold your thoughts till you meet the interesting characters in my office.
0: Honey, Junior is fine now. We've seen a doctor. No delays at all. Ah, your new HMO is
3: amazing.
2: (laughs) That's Bab's wife, the office foodie. And there's Kelly, the whiz. Gone to the clinic yet? Nah, I spoke to the doctor via the app. Good for you. He hates hospitals. Do you know eating a
0: nutritious diet that contains folic acid during pregnancy is linked to good brain
2: development for the baby? Oh, Rosie. Thanks for the insight. I did know that. Since Rosie became pregnant and started her antenatal care, she has become our in-house gynecologist. (laughs) Make the smarter choice and switch to Leadway Health, the HMO that truly cares. Visit leadwayhealth.com. Leadway Health. For health, wealth, and more.
4: Hello? Hey, baby girl.
1: Babe, remember that guy I gave you the gist about? Yes, I do. <clears throat> I'm spending the weekend at his, so we're going to have to postpone our shopping plans. Wow. <laughs> Just be careful and play safe there. Trust me, you know I'll always ask my partner to run a better-to-know test.
2: At Center, our better-to-know assessment informs you and your partner about your sexual health. Do you want to know? WhatsApp the word STI to 810 You're
0: listening to Doctors on Air with Dr. Pamela.
3: Go go unless you tell I'm to go. Zombie. Zombie not go stop unless you tell I'm to stop. Zombie, zombie not go turn unless you tell i to turn Zombie zombie not go think unless you tell i to think Zombie, or zombie Zombi or zombie zombie go go unless you tell I'm to go zombie <bamboo> Zombie no go stop unless you tell am to stop Zombie Zombi no go turn unless you tell am to turn Zombie Zombi no go think unless you tell am to think Zombie yo Zombi, oh, zombie Zombie help oh, to oh, me Zombie yo uh-huh. Zombi, oh, zombie Zombie, zombie, oh, zombie, zombie, uh-huh. oh, zombie. to am to go straight Ajoro nah, Jara No break no jam no sense, Ajoro nah, Jara Jara Tell am to go kill Ajoro nah, Jara joro. Jor, jor. No break, no job, no sense, a joro jarajoro. Tell him to go quench, a joro jarajoro. No break, no job, no sense, adjoro jarajoro. Go and keep Joro oh. be when I want Joro jara Attention Quick match, Slow Shumby. match, Left turn Right turn about turn, right turn, turn Double up Salute Open your hat. Stand at ease Fall in, Fall out Fall down Dead. ready Attention Quick match, Slow match, Left turn Right turn about turn
1: Good morning, Grandma. Thank you so much for joining us on the program to share your experience with us. We really appreciate that. Can you tell us you. what led to you having robotic surgery?
4: Um, in September 2020, Dr. Paula Sugardet conducted a robotic-assisted Vaginal hysterectomy for enlarged uterus and prolapse. She did that for me in September 2020. And she did it That's right here, very near her the FND Foundation at a place called the Coliseum Medical Center. I'm extremely grateful to her because I had trouble at home. Fortunately, I had to come to the US, and I was reco- she was recommended to me when I was taken to the hospital. I was given some counselling by a young doctor who gave me an idea of what hysterectomy is all about, about uh, using robotic system and so on and so forth. That young doctor made me feel comfortable, and she assured me that all would Thank be you. well. And I believed him. The next was I found myself in a ward, in a hospital ward. I don't know what was happening, but I was asleep overnight. In the no pain at all. I wish to emphasize that. I felt no pain at all. I was comfortable throughout. In the morning, when I woke up, I looked round. Oh yes, the hospital ward. Okay. Then the nurse came in, and um, I told the nurse, "Please, nurse, have not we weight have not passed water Yes, yes. Part of me, oh, as I said, it was, um, I had robotic-assisted vaginal hysterectomy for enlarged uterus and polar. showed it to me. Okay. Thank you very much. No pain at all. Thank you, you so much, ma'am. Not have any. Then she said, I should come and visit her. I, I think a month later I did. I went back to her. She examined me. She examined the surgery and said, everything is fine. It's good. And so on. So I went back home. But I, I, I noticed about about five points on my tongue. Just points. Just point. I think that's where they did. We put something in tiny time. No problem. No ever. And um I thank God I've been no problem up to now,
1: two years ago. Fantastic.
4: I think that's all I have
1: to say. Thank you so much. Grandma, I would like to ask some few questions, if you don't mind answering them directly. Um so I just I'll just guide you because I just need to have some of these questions answered, if you don't mind. What were the symptoms that made you need the
4: surgery? At home in Nigeria, this was in, was I mean, early 2020. I just felt something down my vagina, something protruding, not much, like like the cork of a wine bottle. I love wine. I love sweet wine, so I know what the cork of a wine bottle looks like. That's what it looks like. It felt like not that it looked like. So,
1: apart from the protrusion and the heaviness, did you have any other yes. symptoms at all, or that was the
4: main was problem? None non whatsoever, that,
1: no, no. Okay, but so you I, then I, had to come to America, not really
4: okay. heavy, it was uncomfortable. but That put protrusion, which was uncomfortable, did not okay. okay.
1: So, you came to America and you gave yes. us details about how you had to, you came for robotic surgery to have the hysterectomy done and it okay, was a wonderful I experience. I to a
4: young cousin of mine, he's a medical doctor, I explained to her what was happening. She sent me straight to Dr. Shugadi. Dr. Shugadi examined me and said that <laughs> uh, this is the case of surgery, hysterectomy, total hysterectomy. And she's scheduled and antitherectomy for a few days after.
1: That's all. Now, you know that Nigerians in general, we don't like having surgery at all. But this surgery that you had, would you tell people that they can go ahead and do it? How do you feel about that? Because most people say surgery, I don't want surgery. But this type of robotic surgery, was it different? Is it something you would recommend to others?
4: Oh, yes. Any day, any time. Go for robotic surgery. Go for robot because no pain, none whatsoever. None none after, none during the surgery, none after. In fact, as I said, I slept off. And the following morning, when I woke up, I found myself in a a hospital ward. And later that day, I was discharged. No pain whatsoever.
1: Grandma, how old are you now so you're saying after a major surgery the following day you are out at what age ma uh, that was three years ago
4: that was at age 78 79 79 I was 79 years
1: old that's fantastic ma thank you so much and so you you thank strongly you. recommend it thank you so much for sharing that your experience with us we really appreciate that
4: okay thank you for having me. Thank- Thank, you. Dr. thank
1: you. She did a, a fantastic job. <laughs> yes. yes, she does. She does a fantastic job. Everybody
0: appreciates her. Dr. Shogade. Uh Grandma, thank you so much for sharing with us um your experience. Uh you are very eloquent. And um, I have to add that you've also tried to live a very active and healthy life before the surgery. Oh, yes. So this was uh, also, you. yes.
4: This was also this instrumental. I've, yes. In the last three, four weeks, I've been swimming and in the a hot tub, what they call it, jacuzzi, for 15 minutes. I went this morning.
1: Thank you very much, Mama.
4: Yes, I thank, thank God. I so, thank God.
1: Thank you very much, Mama. So I
4: Zamba, an active life, even in Nigeria.
1: So Dr. Shogade, going back, back to the, the technicalities, I think it was wonderful to have a patient testimony that says that, um, you know, that clearly states all that you, you, you described. The fact that um, there was no pain, no discomfort, the whole um, um, situation was dealt with and she was able to leave. And that is something that if it had been done manually, how long would she normally have stayed in hospital? So um, again, every patient experience
0: is individual. Every patient's pathology, that is what the patient has is individual to them. And so the outcome of surgery is predicated on the pathology that we're dealing with going to surgery, you know, whether the patient has very big fibroid or scar tissue. And also, um, you know, so patient characteristics is important. So, you know, we don't want to generalize the outcomes. But in my career, you know, thank God, I've had a 100% success rate with this kind of surgeries. Now, if we had to open what we call open surgery, that is, we didn't use the robotics, um, somebody like of grandma's age would have stayed in the hospital for at least five days. And the longer you stay in bed, you have risk of certain complications like wound infection, bed sores, clots in your thighs that can lead to your lungs. So, you know, we we took a five-day surgery and made it a 23-hour surgery. So she actually had the surgery. She woke up. She went to recovery room. And within 23 hours of when she came in, she was discharged
1: home. No, that's fantastic. And as I said, it's always good hearing it from the horse's mouth. Now, unfortunately, time is far gone uh, because we spent such a long time talking to grandma, which was fantastic hearing from her directly. But so do you have any last words for our listeners?
0: Yes. Um, You know, just to encourage the listeners that this technology has been around I encourage the listeners to go to reputable sites like the DaVinci uh, site to get some more information. Um, I also host a public podcast called Cocoa Pods, C-O-C-O-A-P-O-D-S, in which I educate the lay public and professionals alike about technology issues like this and I really wish that the policymakers in Nigeria will look at this as an issue of priority because patients are going all over the world for this surgery. And we're only praying that our people are not falling into the wrong hands uh, of, of, of quote-unquote professionals doing this surgery on them. So I want the patients to, you know, it's good to present early. When you have symptoms, don't sit on it for too long because things can get too big. The robot is not for every hysterectomy. There are some hysterectomies, despite my experience, that I will not do with the robot because the problem is far gone. I have to do an open surgery. So the the robot is not for everybody. But I want to encourage women to seek care early and ask your doctor. When you have a good doctor, they should not get upset if you ask them, how is this problem going to be taken care of? Okay, so ask your doctor. And for the doctors out there, please be compassionate and empathetic to the patients. And for the policymakers out there, there have been more than... 10 million robotic surgeries done all over the world, not one in the country
1: of Nigeria. It's time we started it here. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for coming on the program and and talking to us. Thank you, Dr. Dr. Sipete. Thank you.
0: Doctors on Air with Dr. Pamela.